Hello everybody, this is Dietmar Grichnik, Professor for Entrepreneurship at the University of St. Gallen. You're listening to the podcast series on entrepreneurial living, seven steps to entrepreneurial happiness, how you start your own entrepreneurial career. Podcast number 11, chapter 10, the final move, go back to start the baby test, give it up for adoption, make siblings or get a divorce, entrepreneurial passion. Go back to the start and begin anew. When you have finished playing through the entrepreneurial method for the first time, the question of success arises. The entrepreneur secures the success of the startup, the baby which you have given birth to and which you want to see grow and flourish through your guidance in an unsafe world. You're holding on to your baby by any means, whether it's an overwrought, neurotic father or a responsible, protective mother. Sorry about the roleplay. Passion creates stamina, an essential trait of the entrepreneur. It makes it possible to continue developing a new concept of a solution to a customer problem derived from one's own strengths, persevering despite all those who question your ideas and if you become successful, a rising competition. The latter is often found in the form of the copycat. Once your idea is successful, it will be copied by competition with strong resources or in the better case, purchased. When the two founders of Zipka, Robin Chase and Antje Danielsen, exported the car sharing model from Europe to the United States, import-export trade of business models exceptionally going the other way across the big pond, large car manufacturers and rental companies already had a business plan sketched out and were only lying in wait for the proof of concept to enter onto the market with their strong resources. Chase and Anitzen made it to market leadership before car broker Avis Budget took over Zipka for a nine-figure sum. In the world of experienced entrepreneurs, however, babies are often treated with less care and given up for adoption early in order to make time for new offspring. In the game, as in real entrepreneurial life, partners change. Divorces, adoptions and patchwork families are the result. Robin Chase and Antje Danielsen now go their separate ways and continue to play the entrepreneurial game with different playing pieces. The decisive question for your entrepreneurial game is, do the problem and its solution steer your passion? Did you find your wonderful problem and is it a problem for many others so that you can market and scale your solution in order to finance and lead a self-guided entrepreneurial life? Or does the course of the game so far indicate that your startup is a failure but left you one valuable experience richer? Able to now take this augmented wisdom into your means inventory in order to immediately try the next thing and pursue a new goal from your temporary storage. This way you continue on the beaten path of our superpreneurs. The entrepreneurial method guarantees you successful learning which automatically increases your chances for success with a later startup. Success or failure is not fixed to the person but to the individual startup as a vehicle of entrepreneurial activity. Focusing on your means does not guarantee that you win on the first try, but you can take several shots at the jackpot. 
Luck is also an important element in the entrepreneurial formula for success. This means orientation and the broadly defined goals portfolio, you can force the chances of success to a certain extent. One does not have to refer to the often cited witticism of try again, fail again, fail better of Samuel Beckett to emphasize that failure is part of entrepreneurial reality, but on the level of the object, the startup, not the person, the entrepreneur. Just like with a toddler's first attempts at walking, one will stumble a couple of times before walking upright. To decide if you should try the entrepreneurial game anew, you link your four worlds as sources of life in Ayurveda. By connecting body and mind, you are following yourself. Your body saves all its fears and joys that make up your personality in your surroundings within your world of movement and world of perception. The subconscious is like the largest part of the iceberg underwater. Here the joys of success and fears of failure are deeply rooted. In the world of action, your consciousness as the tip of the iceberg influences your ideas, thoughts and plans, which you are trying to realize as an entrepreneur, cognitively and emotionally, and lead you to positive or negative experiences. Entrepreneurs are also just people and not superhuman. They experience the same negative and positive emotions as every other person. They, however, have a superior ability to regulate the emotions they experience. The ability to control and use the joy and fear we feel has an immediate effect on how we perceive success and thus on the success of entrepreneurial activity. The firstborn or sibling born later profit from this wealth of experience. The latter can, as a successive startup, follow already beaten paths or give a fresh impetus to the first startup. In the world of unconditionality, an entrepreneurial spirit can develop again out of the experienced consciousness, which will guide you as an entrepreneurial mindset through entrepreneurial life. The entrepreneurial self can develop fully in body and mind and fuel the desired success through happiness in the form of joy, passion and love of shaping and solving of exciting problems. If these also turn out to be problems for others, one experiences self-efficacy which generates lasting satisfaction and lets many experienced entrepreneurs develop into true serialpreneurs. Opportunity junkies who have solved one entrepreneurial problem after the other. The American John Osher is their epitome. This trained psychologist turned plumber and taxi driver became a multimillionaire by first damaging the teeth of consumers with a spin pop, a battery operated lollipop, and then attending to them with an affordable, patented, but not waterproof, think about it, electric toothbrush, the spin brush. Can we imagine a more effective problem solution cascade for entrepreneurial opportunities? which first worsens the problem before solving it even more impressively? Surely this is not the work of a communitarian or missionary. The Darwinist sends his regards. Now we are coming full circle to the initial questions. What type of entrepreneur are you now? For the next round of the game, check if you are holding on to your playing piece. 
Will you stay entrepreneur on a small scale or are you aspiring to become an entrepreneur on a large scale? Are you tempted by the Darwinist after having started as a communitarian? Or are you interested in the role of a missionary in society? Are you developing from an employee with a side job, a part-timepreneur, into a full-timepreneur if your game idea can sustain you? Can you make the jump from necessitypreneur who found something out of a need with a zero affordable loss, our loss potential on the risk compass, to opportunitypreneur who is motivated by entrepreneurial opportunity to innovate and free enterprise? Are you growing from a studentpreneur into an intrapreneur who is an entrepreneur drives forward innovation in the firm? Are you aspiring to make the step from solopreneur to franchisepreneur with a powerful team? Is your love for the baby startup going to transfer to a partner as a lovepreneur or even as couplepreneur? Be careful. Some investors see in this an additional risk given the statistics on divorce. But what do statistics say about the individual case? Many familypreneurs bind whole generations to the company while married couples as active co-founders seem comparatively more rare. From lifestylepreneur to superpreneur, all game options are open to you. Last game move, or do you have to return to the start? Take the tape measure test. To answer the question as to where you currently are, you can use the ultimate test, the tape measure test. Get a paper tape measure, for example, by asking nicely at IKEA. Imagine the centimeters pictured are years of life. Now clip off the right end at the number that corresponds to the average life expectancy for your gender in your country. For example, 80 to 82 years. On the left end, you clip off your current age. The remaining bit is the time you still have left to begin your entrepreneurial life. If not now, when? Do you still have an excuse left that has not been taken away by the seven moves in the entrepreneurial game? Hasn't the tape measure test worked for you yet? Then try the hardcore version. Converting your age into the time of day. If 24 hours are the average life expectancy of say 80 years, then the 40 years of life is 12 noon. High noon. Maybe it is five minutes to 12 or even later on your entrepreneurial clock. It is never too late. The entrepreneurial game can be played at any time. The myth of the dropout as a superpreneur in his 20s distorts reality. Most founders come up with their startups in their mid 30s, women a little later than men. And highly qualified knowledge workers and technology entrepreneurs the hipsters on the internet, only in their mid-40s. Günther Faltin founded Tea Campaign after 40 as a professor and today is the biggest importer of Darjeeling tea worldwide. Did you know that Ferdinand Porsche only became self-employed at 55 of age and constructed the legendary Volkswagen Beetle at 59? The number of seniorpreneurs continues to rise in times of good health in old age. Equipped with the epitome of success doping, the rich means inventory of personality, knowledge, 
experience and contacts. But that does not mean one should wait until retirement age. Any time is entrepreneurial time. Only the comfort zone of convenience built around the personal arena of uncertainty can stop us from not trying it now with one playing piece or another. To be continued or the last move. As always, take notes for your entrepreneurial diary. Therefore, check the book's website on www.entrepreneurial-living.com or buy the book. Check out also my personal website, grichnik.com, G-R-I-C-H-N-I-K.com to learn more about our activities. Well, as always, I would like to end with a quote, but this time I did it already in the text I just read to you. So let me repeat it. Samuel Beckett, Irish novelist and Nobel laureate in literature, said the famous quote, ever tried, ever failed, no matter, try again, fail again, fail better.